The top player is here. Oh, hello again. Back with the podcast. I've brought someone that we've had on previously. Ghost Chips, how's things going, man? Hey guys, what's up? Yeah. Uh, everything's going pretty good. Uh, pretty over the moon with my recent Street Fighter stuff. And I'm currently in my exam period, sometimes. Now, what is that like? Has has exam period has that changed a lot since COVID happened or is it kind of what it used to be it's just like you're just at home studying of I'm currently at the University of Auckland and ever since I started uh, all of my exams have been online yeah outside of the singular um semester so it's it's pretty much just like same old same old because I've said to people like I feel like if anyone's studying they're being robbed of a decent education do you believe that or do you actually enjoy studying from home and doing testing from home um i think a lot of the stuff that i've been learning uh i've gotten pretty decent at so i think the main ones that we use are autodesk inventor and um ansys and i've gotten pretty decent with them so i'd say it's i'd say it's worth it but obviously like I'm, I am doing engineering, so it's more about the the job at the end of the rainbow than yeah. it is about the... No, definitely. <laughs> so, in a, if you can wrap it up, just mention a few things here and there. What's happened with you since we last caught up with you? Any new updates Any new... or things happened? Oh, how long? That was 2019, right? Yeah, it was practically before COVID arrived. At least, it was, it was pretty much like dead smack in that time. Was that after my fr- after my first trip to Combrega or before uh, that? I think it was. It may have been after, maybe. I think maybe after. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we had that clip of you versus Goichi, so I'm pretty. It must have been after Combrega, the first one. Too. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, you're you're definitely right. Um, I guess. I went to, I went to one more international tournament that year, which was Capcom Cup. Uh, where I played in the last chance qualifier. Uh, I did pretty decently. Uh, I came in 25th. Uh, I won Nets again that year. Yeah, no uh, surprise. No surprise. <laughs> oh! That was my... It's weird to say, but that was my 3 Um 2020, I managed to win Nets for the fourth time. Uh, 2021, uh, we had Crush Counter. I won that. And we had Nets online, and I won that. And Damager Cup, which I also won. <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize I was. I didn't realize I was asking you. Oh, can you just list your stats? Pretty much from when we last talked to you. So yeah, won this, won that. <laughs> nah, but it's, uh, it's no doubt that you 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 definitely are a prodigy, um, especially with Street Fighter. Um, during that time though, like, has there any? Have you kind of kept up with the grind since then? Has there been any, like, besides studying, has there been any other things you've focused on? Um, not particularly. My life was pretty much just uni and Street Fighter. I mean, I, I do stuff here and there, but it's not, like, mega time-consuming in the same way that those two things are. Yeah. Um, but I guess, like, the main change-up from 2019 was... Um, after Unger season one, looking back, I did, I did win. (laughs) 
Um, I stopped using online as a, a serious training method, which I I um I wasn't actually able to see the results of until not too long ago. Interesting, because I never thought that you did use. I didn't think you gave that much credit to online, at least with Street Fighter. I think as I started to to travel more, um, I stopped playing ranked less and less, um, which is very evident now that I'm no longer the number one ranked online player in New Zealand anymore. I think I'm ranked about fifth. Really? So who who? So what's the placings right now? Uh, online, I think the person with the most ranked points is uh, Rich. Maori boy? Ah, Maori boy, yes. I think second is Sky. Third is Terrence Slayer, Mercy Pox. Yeah. And fourth is probably another Rich account, if I had to guess. So I guess technically I'm like fourth online. Okay, technically fourth, okay. Hmm. Well, coming to that you know we're talking about you know your placings it's street fighter 5 we already know we're in the end of its era how would you describe the path between like the last season and then this big gap where there was really no notifications about you know the next street fighter installment although there was rumors but how did that affect like the street fighter scene because i feel like i've seen a lot of players maybe not drop off but just not really commit as as much as you kind of do when the game reaches that end cycle just people don't they're not on the grind as much yeah i think the main the main difference between then and now is uh reno's reno hasn't been grinding as hard yeah uh, I think a lot of the players that sort of had it as their like side game uh stopped stopped entering stuff. Yeah. Um which is which is fair. Um the game's pretty much solidified itself. Like it, the way it is now is probably the way it is, will be for until Street Fighter 6 comes out. Um so there's no banking on you you know getting your main back or or hoping your character gets more buffs or anything of the sort. Yeah. Um, but that that's okay. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to. There's there's some players that um, I'm coaching on the side. Well, not really coaching, but I give advice to. Um, okay. some of the viewers probably will know him, but his name is his tag is Onion. Yes, uh, Onion Disu. Yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Street Fighter Six it'll be he'll be he'll be a big threat in that game i'm pretty sure okay okay um we'll definitely touch on street fighter 6 a bit later but with street fighter 5 like <laughs> it i, I kind of want to address the elephant in the room in the training room um obviously street fighters reached its end cycle tekken 7 my game that's kind of the same thing rambats just isn't the same lately you know and i don't know if it's just because of covid people aren't still keen to socialize or if it's just literally because you know the game's at its end the, it's lost a bit of competitive edge um because i can just i mean i'm only mentioning it because i feel like rambats it's trying so hard to kind of 
kick the interest back up but um especially the street fighter players aren't showing up like they used to uh i think the hardest part at the moment is a lack of a permanent um residence i guess is the word um we're, we're back to that stage of, of bouncing around different places um i think for the time being we have a permanent spot in uh Mirabank. Mirabank, yeah um which i understand isn't like the most like there's a lot of players out in west auckland um that find it a bit harder to get to like there's a train station nearby and there are buses that go through but it's not the hot spot like uh mega web or it's not as easy to get to as say eden park yeah That's... um i think in terms of street fighter uh i guess right now for auckland it's pretty much me sky cam isaac and uh when they feel like playing chopper and jamie yeah outside of us six i know i'm probably forgetting someone just off the top of my head um there isn't much incentive for players to sort of come out and try and try and play us in tournament yeah um, that's true and it's really really hard to like even if even if they're really decently strong like say they're like diamond level um it's really hard to bridge that gap between like us and them in a singular day yeah no that's fair, uh, no, that's fair. and i guess that's that that was something that tekken sort of didn't struggle with as much and that like there was a range of uh there was a bigger range of players um, yeah no i do agree with you there i mean like with the addition of guilty gear strive and king of fighters 15 it's added like it's it's good to have some fresh titles in the scene but even then i don't feel like that's been enough to really carry the offline scene because obviously the numbers come from street fighter and tekken you know two of the biggest franchises and like it's understandable that there's not as much competitive drive in the scene which is why i'm grateful that you know like majors and you know all these people running their own tournaments are getting announced it's just i don't know it still feels like it's not a honeymoon period per se the way i see it it's more it's just this real weird like i can't describe it it's like you're just waiting like you you're you're waiting for something to happen but you know nothing's coming I, i i yeah i don't know i guess that's how i feel i think i think the main one of the big things that i think might might bring people back to rambats is the uh tekken world tour dojo stuff yeah yeah and 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 so like uh with rambats being a meadow bank and uh owner doing uh tekken fight club in mission bay it's not too unfeasible for you know, say all the Tekken players go to Rambats early in the day and then head to Onaz at night. You know what I mean? It is feasible. I, I do get what you mean. But I think what I'm starting to see is that I personally like Rambats because it had that competitive feel. Like you were there to work. But 
what I like about Onaz is it's basically you get to hang out with the Tekken dudes, you know, or the street, you know, like if the street fighters do their thing, you hang out with the street fighter dudes. You don't have to feel awkward or uncomfortable. Not not that you would, but I'm just saying like it, you're, le you're at least hanging with players that you know and that you can converse with. But then at the same time, we have our weekly, sometimes fortnightly get togethers. And it's almost like it's taking away from Rambats because I can just go to Onaz and play for next weekend but I won't go to Rambats and support the local scene. Because, um, I mean, essentially, it's good. I, li I like what Onar's doing. Like, it's really nice. Um, it keeps us grinding. But then at the same time, it's that balance of, you know, Rambats, in my mind, I like that it's the staple hub. And if that disappears in time, then essentially what could happen is all the games just do their own separate, you know, locals or offlines. And it's not as unified as I remember it to be. Like, what I'm saying is I don't want our scene to kind of split off the way that Smash is separate from us. Um, it's yeah, hard because you, you want to encourage people to do events. It's just, it's just so hard trying to find that, 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 that balance, you know. Like, you don't, want it to, you don't want it to take away from it, but you still want to support other things happening around you. Yeah. Okay, I remember a time when, when Smash used to be held on the same day as Rambats. Yeah, I, I, I very faintly remember those, 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 those offlines, those rambats. Yeah, like it wasn't long after I joined that it switched over, but it was, it was a thing. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I said to Dave as well because he thought like, oh, like he was looking at doing something separate for Street Fighter, like what he does for Damage Cut, but kind of do like a week night thing for the Street Fighter dudes. I mean, do you see any, do you see any, like, potential, uh, fallbacks on running specific events like that? Um, I think the player, the player base is definitely there. The main issue is that it's spread across the whole of New Zealand. So it's like the online, the onlines get quite a lot of uh, entrance. Like, it's always like between 20 and 30, like, a lot of the time. Um, and it'll be like three from Christchurch I'll say five from Hamilton and then it'll be like ten Auckland ten Wellington yeah Um, if you have like a Street Fighter only event which manages to get like all the players like together in, in a singular space then easily easily successful um but active active Auckland players in a singular tournament is pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, active. Like I think in order of player base, it's definitely Auckland's most popular. Wellington's second most popular. Oh, actually, it might be the other way around. You think two Wally... most popular? Is Auckland and Wellington. Okay. Um, Hamilton third, and Christchurch fourth right now. How would then how how would you describe going to Rambats compared to say if you went to um something like Tekken Fight Club or uh you know Damager Cup, you know, like when they used to you know, when they do Damager Cup every year? Um It's a bit it's it's a bit hard to to, to compare because um with Tekken I'm sort of in the in the middle of the learning process. Whereas uh in Street Fighter I'm pretty much You're the everyth alpha. everything everything about the game I sort of know 
yeah you're more of a centralized topic with street fighter 5 yeah so it's like all the information i'm playing with in street fighter is is very close to to max and so a lot of the decisions i'm making are almost always optimal um and so the minuscule things i'm improving at are like maybe slightly better um trying to understand my opponent faster um understanding the ranges they like to play at and how to counter that and all that so it's yeah in, in tekken i'm still figuring out basic things like what's what's the most optimal thing to block punish in a scenario um i sidestep something but maybe i shouldn't push a button just yet because there's more to the string those sort of things i'm still still learning but i, I i'm sort of losing track but the main focus is that um yeah i got uh at owners i'm i'm actively learning tekken and the environment is very very healthy for helping me learn the game faster because i've access to basically all the top players on auckland um for the an entire night um whereas at rambats right now it's not guaranteed that they're going to show up but i know that at the very least if i go to rambats cam's ass will probably be there if i turn up sky will probably go in terms of yeah he's like the only one that's been showing up recently from salt factory cam's ace and so it's like i i know that like if i go i have some form of strong practice yeah where i can play and learn in a way that's different to the way i'm learning at owners that makes sense yeah no that does um if we run something like owners for street fighter i'm probably gonna be more inclined to go the other way yeah to to just (laughs) mess around and have fun (laughs) if i'm if i'm being honest okay very nice all right um so what you did you ran that tekken 7 um in a varsity competition university of auckland esports so yes you know how how, because how's that going because you're technically you're the president you're running things right yes i am the president of this okay so who have you got in mind for your successor do you do you have a talk about that with someone before you leave or do you just kind of they appoint someone um i haven't really thought about it just because i um this isn't my last year of university this is my second to last second to last and so obviously like i have um staff members in mind who i think are like really good um but some of them will be ending uni at the same time as me so i can't really pick them as a um surpass it okay all right but but in general um esports club stuff is doing pretty well um i'm trying to do uh bigger singular streams like bought up hype Oh, yeah, like bought up hype around it around like a singular stream as opposed to just going live yeah okay. um and hopefully i'm I'm trying to do my best to create spaces for um esports at a university level that don't that doesn't really have like the same shine or spotlight as league of legends of valorant um, yeah obviously tekken is Tekken's fairly popular at a university level, so it was, it was very easy to. I could set it up very quickly, um, and I'm hoping that 
some of the other staff members who are more familiar with other game titles um, can help or work alongside me to to bring that to their games as well. Yeah. Have you got any um, funny characters or interesting people in the esports group? Uh, I think the one most people know is Takia. He is the... Uh, he does a lot of the streaming for us, and he he streams most of the events I ask him to. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but we mo for the most part, um, his job is the um, the fighting game leader. So he manages the brackets for, for the fighting game tournaments, like the ones that we hold in club. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Mo most of the uh, anime offender squad will probably uh, anime uh, offenders yes yes they they definitely they definitely know takia um very yeah very cool guy i'm trying to think i don't think uh, you guys have seen him i think you met him idris pablo yeah pablo my man yeah yeah he was um he was the vice president for me I mean, I'm, I'm president, but like basically, um, him and a uh, someone called Andy or Malk. They they were president, vice pres. They were doing really good things, um, and then they handed it off to me. So, is your goal to hand? What would be your goal to hand it over to someone? With, you know, a set example of you know, maybe you know, if you're gonna do this idea, maybe run it like this. Um. I think I mostly want uh, a lot of the club stuff to have processes set up so it's not so hard to get things rolling. So right now we our YouTube's pretty inactive. Um, our Twitch is running, but there's still a bit of work to be done on it. Um, is it consistency or is it just like, as you were saying, like finding ways to like just actively mark, like pushing it out there, marketing it well? I think I want, I want things to be uh, easier to, to do, which in the, in itself incentivizes people to, to do it. Yeah. So it's like if, think, think like how Rambo uploads his YouTube videos. Like it's 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 not it's done automatically, right? No, it's not automatic, but um, but but there's like a process, the right? The feet, the his 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 uh his I guess his flavor, the the way he presents his videos, it's always, it's always like some epic journey of like a warrior where it's like as I'm playing this person, I run into this person. The games were very close. <laughs> I was just like, it, 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 I just, it, I just feel like it's such a narrative. It's like one man against the world, and it's like it's very epic. It's very serious. Every time I read that description, I'm just like, man, you got to label your videos like one different <laughs> from the other. Like, yeah, it can't just be like I'm, I'm running online and I run into this guy. Oh, as I was playing this game, as I was playing this character, I ran into this guy. But yeah, it's, it, it's a flavor, and and you know, you can kind of, you can, you can assist it. In, and, and and get with it, I guess. 
but um, it's not really like not really like the naming convention or the um descriptions of the videos more just like how he um you know has gameplay records edit upload sort of thing yeah i want that process to be more clear cut clear cut so but... when i leave other people can continue to do it so i have i have the vod saved of the tekken tournament now i just need to like cut it up into a proper compilation yeah and then put it up and then eventually like i'll upload like the individual matches i think there was a time period like during covid when you could still you know go out to places without masks and vaccine exemption like vaccine pass and stuff i think like some of those rambats were like when we didn't stream them they were recorded i think dave's still got like months and months of like years old footage that he hasn't uploaded to youtube and i might be putting him on blast like right now for saying it but yeah like i yeah it, it, it is it is hard to keep that not consistency but just the fact as you said you know it's like as soon as you do it record clip edit post and then yeah it's just keeping that pattern going you know yeah a pattern that's that's like the other way i like to describe it because i think like it's 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 a pretty hard task especially when you have like that much footage and when it gets bigger and bigger it probably gets harder to be like okay now i'm gonna upload it because now there's just like more of it. it it gets like harder and harder yeah like a 40 minute video might take like an hour and a half but then if you've got like a five hour stream that's going to be a good 13 hours at least and that's depending on if you've got a really good computer um but yeah just yeah i think that's that's just an art as well that you get used to maybe your streamer friend would 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 get accustomed to that in time you know yeah. I think the main thing I'm happy about is that the footage is still there. Yeah, that is true. So like, I'm I'm I mean I can't say it for sure, but I'm pretty confident that like my Nets 2018 run is still out there. It's still out like, there. It probably is. It's probably in Dave's computer. It's probably in Dave's laptop somewhere. Yeah, that one Rambats that I won. Yeah, that's probably stored on Dave's laptop. I'd love to see it, but yeah. <laughs> um actually we'll bring it to combo breaker ghost so you know you had your remarkable run last you know that time um when you think back to then i can't remember if i'd asked you but had you decided you were going to go back to to combo breaker and if you had any expectations what were they Oh man, like uh, how how high are my expectations last time? It's hard because obviously you know the outcome of it, but I'm just saying like back then when you finished Combo Breaker, you probably said to yourself, "Oh, I'm, I'm you know I definitely want to come back next year." But had you already set expectations prior to finishing like Combo Breaker that year before? I it was weird. I didn't I didn't really have any. After, after finishing a combo breaker, I didn't immediately think, okay, now this is what I want to do next combo breaker. I kind of just take, I kind of just take things as they come. I don't, I don't think too deeply about things that are quite far off into the future. Um, but I know before going into this combo breaker that I wanted to, at the very least, place higher than I did last time. Um, and looking at my pool, it was. 
Yeah, how would you describe I that think, pool? I think what's scary is not when it looks impossible, but when it looks doable. Because then there's then then you have some expectation on you to to go through with that. So I I looked at my pool, and I knew I know I lost to Joey last time I was at Comet Breaker. Uh, but I was like, it was two one then. I could definitely win, in a run back. Obviously, if if I if things go if things go bad, then I'll probably have to fight the loser of Brokish and Jot in losers top sixty four. And if I lost that match, I would have I think I would have tied my placing at twenty nineteen, and that's something I was pretty scared of. Yeah. Um, but I managed to to beat Joey two one. It says 2-0 on the Smash GG, but that that, but that is incorrect. But it's 2-1. It was actually a bit closer. Yeah. Okay. Okay, just stop there for a second. So at this moment, you know, what is your comms looking like? Because you can't see the Twitter comments. Sorry, t Twitch comments. But, you know, were people messaging you on Twitter? You know, were people trying to message you? What was happening there? Uh, I think at this point, I kind of just stopped checking stuff. Uh, at this deep in the bracket, because oh, this is my match against um, Arturo, this was to make losers top 12. Yeah, this was, this was, yeah, I was, yeah, we were all fucking nervous for you on this one. <laughs> and, um, yeah, by this point in the tournament, it's like the nerves are pretty much gone. I'm close to playing how I want to. I made a few mistakes, um, uh, especially, I don't think this, I don't think I made a, some mistakes in this game. I think this one's fine. No, on this set it was fine. I think it's the next one. Yeah. Oh, like right there, I should have heavy kicked. Taking my own play, I shouldn't. Um, but this this matchup, Bison does win. So I was out of all the professionals that I had to play against, I was happy that my bracket aligned to Arturo. Twitch chat was going off, of course. Um, yeah, so Bison's win this match. Okay. Um, okay, because let's say that if it didn't work out this way, so if you had been knocked out much later, so let's just say you got eliminated one game, add an extra game, so you didn't lose, so you didn't lose your first set where you lost. What if you had won that game? Who would you reverse next? What could the potential outcome have been? Like if I didn't lose in winners, yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't lose in winners, if you actually made it through, then who would you have? Like, what could the possible outcome have been that if you made it through that bit? So I lost to um, I lost to Berkish in winners top ninety six, round one, um, which led me onto my losers run of uh, Ludovic, Joe Merogan, nephew, Arturo, Filipino man. Yeah. Um, had I beaten Berkish? I would have had to play against um, Mena. Yeah, Mena. See, that would have been a cool. That actually would have been a cool matchup to see on stream. You, you versus him. I played Mena off stream. It didn't go very well. Oh, didn't. Ah, oh, damn. So he, in the Bison matchup, he plays Sakura, which, in my opinion, is one of Bison's harder matchups. Um, he beat me three zero. Holy shit. Uh, the first the first two games I lost without winning around. 
the third game I won a singular round. Or nobody saw that Crash Vest Tech. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was in my mind. I was I was slowly piecing together what I was supposed to do because I'd never fought against a Sakura of that caliber. Mm. And uh, then we ran a set with Luke, and I lost that two one. Okay. But his uh, his heavy kick timing after the throw in the corner was almost perfect. He got it basically plus one or zero on block every time. So he's basically creating a pseudo throw loop. Yeah. Um, and it's slightly, it's a bit harder than Dalsum's. Dalsum's one is a little bit easier. Where he does forward throw in the corner, slide, meaty slide, and so forth. And um, so I probably would have lost, if I lost the mana, I think I had to play, who did mana have to play to make it out? Um... Let me just pull up the bracket real quick. No, no, Sorry. it's all good. Yeah, no, it's just interesting. As a side topic, what did the Tinker Boys do for you? Did they give you any parting words of wisdom? Or were they saying anything particular in Twitch chat? On me, I'm awful when it comes to traveling overseas. I don't, I don't like, announce it. I don't tell many people. Or when I do, it's usually when I'm almost about to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't really give them a chance to... Um, to say to say anything i mean obviously Toffs knew because i was staying with Toffs. yeah and um but i think they i think they got drunk in dave's garage and watched it which is the <laughs> the, the, the right way of uh, uh of viewing it so yeah. so bliss so bliss uh bliss, bliss thing of voice okay so i'm guessing that you know you finished this match with um Arturo sanchez you're feeling yeah, typically. Yeah, I've asked this for you before, but yeah, what were you feeling when you finished this particular match, and you, you know, made it one step closer? Um, after this one, I was pretty scared, cause uh, I was gonna run into the pretty much one of the four players I wanted to avoid in the, in the bracket. Um, being Mono. Mono, Filipino man, Chris, CCH, and Brian F. Brian F. But you had run yeah. it, but I remembered you ran into Brian F in your previous counter combo breaker run. Yeah, but he was playing Balrog. At the time, Balrog definitely won the matchup, but it was it was something I was familiar with. Um, you cannot pay me to play an Oro in a bracket match. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true, because he went Oro, that's right. I think he yeah. played Oro in the team tournament too. Oh, okay. And so I had no Rose experience, no Oro experience. Um, no Fang experience, no Fang, no Fang experience. And uh, Chris's Luke just scares me in general. So I was like, I don't want to run into these four people. But when it comes to, like, it's top 12. All four of these players are in top 12. It's very hard to avoid them at that point. So yeah. it's like... <laughs> so what it, we, is what, so it is you, what it you, is. So you just were outside of top 8. So you were ninth, Which is yes. incredible. Um, has any other placing from any tournaments you've entered meant as much to you? Like that level of kind of success? 
Probably not. This is this is easily my most successful tournament. It's like I've always I've I've always known that I was capable of of placing very highly in international tournaments. Um and even though I I usually take names when I go overseas, I know I'm also very capable of doing more. So it's like when I lost that Capcom Cup, I lost 2-1 to Doom Snake and 2-1 to Reculties. Yeah. So it's like I walked away like, yeah, I took out like Chakate, Mira, Gibral, but I I know I I could take more. Even even a combo breaker like coming ninth is amazing. I know that. Yeah, it is. Um, it's with yeah. With more practice, I definitely can beat Filipino man. And going to the top eight, I definitely could have beaten up to snuff. So on a and, so on a good day, if you're feeling like a hundred percent in the zone, who do you think you can take? You might say Filipino man, but is there anyone else? Um, I think, I think I can take everyone pretty much. I really do, but that's. Uh, I, <laughs> that's why I like you, I, Ghost. You tell it like it is, man. You don't hold back. You're just being honest. I think I said that in an interview with uh, Yusuf, where he was like, um, if you lived in a stronger region, uh, where do you think you would be in Street Fighter? And I, with a dead straight face, said, probably the best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I getting these results living in a country that's so incredibly far away from everything i think i can still confidently say that yeah and there's definitely some people myself included who would who would vouch that as well but now we'll take it back well we're going to take it forward i guess forward into the new age um obviously there's one reason one key reason why i wanted to grab you specifically for this you fit the you kind of fit the new age of of players that are coming through so street fighter 6 obviously something that was said in the past that never had too much weight or credibility but now the official announcement came through what were you doing or what was your reaction to it when you saw the announcement trailer um i think to to the very first one, which was just so the like, Ryu and Luke Ryu, one, yeah, yeah, there's the Ryu and Luke one. I was like, damn, Ryu's pretty wide. <laughs> um, and looking at gameplay, yeah, he is pretty wide. Uh, I think I'm more, I'm more excited about um, the direction of the story than anything else. The game itself feels like a If I'm being completely honest, it looks exactly the same as Street Fighter V and when it was announced in beta. Just more polished. Like, the characters move pretty slowly. Uh, the hit stun feels a bit weird. The block stun feels a bit weird. Um, and the, the main emphasis is obviously the, the aesthetic. Um, the graffiti effects. Um, the dash cancel mechanic i think it's drive drive cancel yeah. i don't actually know what it's the drive system yeah mm. um the parries but if it, if it functions like reuse reuse 
Oh, I know it's frame one. It's frame one in Street Fighter Six. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a lot, a lot stronger than it is in Street Fighter Five. Because, because it basically functions like reuse vesicle one, but in SF5 it's a three-frame parry, so there's not actually much reason to use it outside of guaranteed uh, punishes. Um, I guess I'm getting further from the point. Uh, Street Six looks really clean. I genuinely think it's going to play a lot like Street Fighter V. It just needs to be sped up a little bit more. Yeah, that is one comment um, that people have said, that it looks a bit weighty. It looks quite heavy. Like, some of the animations can be a bit more polished, but that comes in time. Um, you did mention the fact that, you know, f moving forward in time, because I think for a lot of us, um, well, for those hardcore Street Fighter fans, that was... I guess always one of the issues is the, the game always felt like it was stuck in time but now that it's finally moving forward you know there's the continuity so there's more there's more freedom more range to introduce you know the development to their stories um the character archetypes like it's really good to just see everyone like designed and aged diff you know aged different now um yeah do you have any comments on Ryu's look Chun's look Giles look. I think they look a lot nicer now that they're older. Um, obviously, I want their classic costumes in, <laughs> um, but I. Th Based on what I've seen from the leaks, I do like the new designs. Like oh. I like Rashid's redesign. The leaks. Here we are. Oh, yes. So yeah, please. <laughs> I I do actually want to hear your feedback on these leaks because I think most people have said they love these designs, apart from maybe Zangief or Dalsim, who kind of don't look too similar, too similar from their original alterations. But yeah, I think the verdict is everyone loves these designs. Yeah, I know everyone likes to keep Zangief in the in the wrestling trunks. But I think I think it's pretty common for wrestlers to move towards pants as they get older. Yeah. Like I know AJ Styles stopped wrestling and um and um I mean he wasn't wearing Zangief trunks, but they were like shorts. Now he wears full full legs, tights, plus um Cody Rhodes now wrestles in full length tights. Obviously they're not the same age as how Zangief is here. Yeah. But it, usually it's like the general progression of a wrestler. Um, DJ looks uh, better than he ever has. Yeah, he actually looks really serious. He doesn't look like a joke. Well, not a joke, but he doesn't like, you know, say it, man, you want to throw down? I don't know. It just, he, <laughs> he looks far better. Like, yeah, he looks way better. Uh, Rashid looks nice. Uh, Akuma. I like that they gave him like the full beard this time because like the problem wasn't the mane the problem was that he just had like no facial hair to go along with that mane yeah so it was like just full on neck beard and then extension around the rest of the head um the new characters look uh pretty interesting uh I'm interested to know what JP is um yeah I'm a bit. Oh, actually, no. That was that was pretty obvious. Fung's had an apprentice, um, from the Shadowloo website since since the game came out. So it was very obvious that he wasn't gonna be returning. Um. 
I'm not too sure if she'll have the same sort of playstyle of hybrid rushdown zona with yeah fung has a fung has a weird archetype yeah. um he's actually like he's very close to bison in gameplay ironically enough but yeah that's those are pretty much my comments on the yeah. on the ssx roster um it's nice that I mean, they're still sort of milking the Street Fighter 2 aspect, because all eight uh, OG characters are making their return. But at least they're pushing the story past Street Fighter 2 era. Very, That's a very fair comment, but then I think back when Street Fighter 3 came out, the first version, there was that blowback because people didn't resonate with the game because the original eight World Warriors were there. I was going to ask you, do you think it would be the same case today if they didn't include the Classic 8? So basically, if the roster was just Kami, DJ, Rashid, Judy, Ed, Akuma, and then the new 8. Like, um, would, would people... Re- like, what I'm saying is, would it would it be acceptable to not include the original 8 World Warriors? I think the problem with Street Fighter 3 was that Alex was too divisive. Hmm. Um, and in the same way, uh, for Street Fighter Six, I think Luke is very divisive. Uh, Luke, Luke also, in my opinion, feels like he feels like a throwaway, because in my opinion, Ed was supposed to be the 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 poster child. You actually think Ed was supposed to be the Street Fighter Six poster child, really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, because yeah. he's like. Neo Shadowloo, he fits very directly into the story. Luke is just... <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah. Well, when he got announced for Street Fighter Five, I thought the same thing, but looking at his redesign, like, looking at his design for Six, I'm thinking, Jesus, that's how he should have looked originally. But you mentioned Neo Shadowloo, and that's another thing, because obviously your beloved M. Bison unfortunately may not be making it into the car. And I know that doesn't really affect you in any way, but Neo Shadowloo, this idea of, you know, Bison exists, his power exists, psychopower, so he's, his body is physically gone, but he still exists within the psychopower of the people who wield it. Um, which is why I'm kind of curious if there's any if there's anything with a side story that they might pursue, especially with JB, because confirmed with the leaks is his backstory that he may be the potential, like the original teacher that taught, you know, soul power, you know, so that connection to Rose and then Bison. Oh, well, that's what I've heard. I I, I don't know if you've heard. I don't know if you've known that leak, but apparently there's you know because the reference that Rose and Bison learnt this power from. Um, a certain master and someone said well the only way that this guy can have psychopower is if he could be the original master so yeah maybe he could be another potential you know psycho crusher character that you might want to look into i think and he's russian which is so weird like i don't know just yeah he don't look really russian you know he doesn't really yeah he dresses very clean I think for Street Fighter 6, I just need a character with a decent amount of health and mostly safe pressure or safe offense. Okay. And that's about all I need. Most of my secondaries in Street Fighter 5 are glass cannon, rushdown characters. But 
getting consistent results with them is always going to be a lot harder than picking a character like Bison, who has very... You're very consistently going to get a lot of offensive situations, and his buttons are very, very strong and neutral. The only downside to him is his walk speed and his anti-airs. Okay. Uh, I don't think they'll make an archetype like Bison again, just because it's such it's such an uncommon mix of insane amount of plus frames, very long throw range, zero walk speed. <laughs> zero walk speed. Dash, zero walk dashes speed. and it, phases. I mean, come on, you at least would want that for the JP character, right? Um, having a having a dash with uh, with iframes is nice, but it's not necessary it's it's won me some situations but it's never been like game changing yeah not including the v trigger one dash that one's that one's entirely different because it actually goes through opponents okay so if you can just what would you say are your thoughts of what you've seen from all the street fighter 6 clips and what are some personal expectations that you would like this game to fulfill and you can relate back to Street Fighter V, or it could just be something, like, just something about you personally in terms of how to learn a fighting game. Um, I think the only thing I ask is keep keep shimmies in. Shimmies are cool. Um, a lot of anti-fireball options I'd like. But also don't make the fireball DP characters too weak. Because, I mean, Ryu... I tell, I tell everyone who picks up Street Fighter V, don't learn the game with Ryu. You think you're learning fundamentals, but the actual strongest parts of the character are his forward dash. <laughs> nah, that's, that's genuinely his strongest feature, is his, is his forward dash. And you will, without a doubt, if you learn the game with Ryu, become... <laughs> Or dash, DP mashing. <laughs> do you feel like, 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 do you feel there's, I mean, obviously, like, there's so much hype right now for Street Fighter Six. Do you think it's a bit excessive? Do you think it's the right amount of hype? I personally like the changes. I'm not a Street Fighter, but I love the things that they're doing. You know, um, what like Chun Li has a stance now. Ryu has that Denjin, like that that little unique Ryu Denjin oh, yeah, thing. Like, yeah, and they gave and they gave Gala just frame, a just frame Sonic Boom. I'm interested to see how that works. Is it like if you charge and let it go the moment you get charged? It looks like it's frame perfect. So like just frame, right? So you have to, yeah. Do you release it on the perfect frame, or do you go forward on the perfect frame? I don't know, but yeah I, I i quite like the changes that they're making and even jamie's one you know how they're giving him in this weird not weird but it's a really cool you know drunk mechanic when he's four drinks in a lot of his normals and stuff just get you know extra strong he gets turns into nakali yeah he turns into or a handsome nakali a, a, a chinese version of nakali yeah um i don't know and there's also something else as well which i'm i mean i think Maximilian might have commented on it and I wish they had done it I feel like Sean could have been 
a great poster child for Street Fighter 6. If there was a rivalry, I wished it was Luke versus Sean. But Luke versus Jamie is okay. I mean, they can be rivals, but I could I could kind of see the Luke versus Sean thing happening. Man, get Luke out of there. Just chuck in Sean. Sean versus Jamie. Yeah, all that too. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Like yeah. they they had they had a blonde character with a decent story lined up for the game. I don't know. Luke Fitz is, ticks zero boxes. Mm. But he, then, came, he came out of nowhere. He, no one. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did, eh? I don't know. Do Do you think it's also a bit of that game developer thing where like, okay, we need a hero. You know, he's got to be white, blonde, of a certain age. You know, a real go getter. Obviously, Sean doesn't fit that classification. Um, oh, but that's what I mean. They they had that, and his name's Ed. <laughs> yeah, Ed. I mean, use of psycho power. Yeah, but nah. The the yeah the drive gauge just looks really. It's a really interesting concept. I mean, I guess essentially it's a tug of war for all your resources, both offensive and defensive, or both offensive and defensive. And it's I think it's great. You know, like you don't. It really. Like, I think it's going to introduce another level of meter management, which maybe not other games have implemented before. Yeah, I think, I think what's really weird is you're pretty much always going to have access to a super. Yeah. Because you, you, you do EX moves with the drive gauge, not your super meter. Um, but at the same time, if you're using your meter on offense, you can't use it for defense. Yeah. So it's sort of taking, like, the ideas that they had for V-Trigger, or the V-Meter, and applying it to a more general game plan. Because the idea behind um, the V-System was um, you, have, you have a V-Skill, which for most characters is, it isn't an overwhelmingly strong it's not an overwhelmingly strong tool. It's usually like a special move that's okay at best. For some characters, it's really strong. Like Balrog, it's one of the best anti-fireballs. But for Bison, it's like a 7-frame parry. And it's a fireball-absorbing thing. So it's not incredibly useful outside of a couple matchups. But you use this to build the V-meter. Or you land crush counters to build the V-meter. Or you take damage. And then you can spend it on defensive resources. Nowadays, it's V-reversal and V-shift. Um, or you can save it all for a highly offensive comeback. Um, with this drive system, you can sort of use it towards extending your combos. Or you can save it for like the focus attacks. Like You, you can use it to, to extend combos with the dash cancel. Or you can save it, yeah, for like the, the, the focus attacks and the parries. So it's sort of taking the element of, of the V-System and applying it in a more general sense. Yeah. Um, do you see any problems, like, do you have any, do you see any potential problems in the drive system? Or do you think there's something that maybe the developers might not have considered from all the footage and all the things that you've seen? Um, I'm worried that they're, they're trying to make artificial hype. Like, just by chucking, throwing parries and they're hoping they're going to create something. Mm. 
but then the, doesn't make sense. but then the parries don't seem too crazy i think like the perfect parries like we've we've been told like that's extremely hard to pull off but the general parries yeah they don't seem like you know if you can anticipate an attack you can parry you can build back all your drive meter but if you do a parry and you're not doing you know you're not paying anything it's a failed parry then you do lose the drive bar i guess it's just having a better awareness or understanding of you know what you do and how much drive bar you risk losing if you're unsuccessful um i think with how the game sort of oh wow i didn't notice that <laughs> juggle stayed on the cross liking that's crazy um oh, yeah, like there, there are there are ways around the parry yeah obviously you can you can bait it out yeah and there's ways around the the drive impact as well you know you can you know you can just do you know you know just do like your uh standard moves standard pokes but then i think it's got three hits of armor three hits of armor but against the wall you will get stunned or you'll get wall splat like that's another feature in the game you can um you can parry the oh the... and you can parry it too yeah you can parry it too yeah. so yeah you're not without options like i think um i don't know i'm, I'm always going to be wary of a frame one parry gills one is frame two and that one's uh, scary enough same as oh and colleen's an ex i think is frame one by uh, giving giving every character the potential to frame one parry something always be pretty scary especially like most most characters pokes i think are going to be pretty pretty obvious yeah so obviously Ryu will be chucking a lot of crash minion fireball and neutral. Chan will be throwing a lot of heavy punches, especially now that it can converts on counter hit. Oh, but I've I've a feeling it'll be taken away. That yeah. seems pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the parry ball, yeah, the the fireball game changes like immensely because of the parry, and then the the throw tick as well. The the throw tick game because when you break it, I see now that you're actually like sweet range like, now you're not you're like, not toe to toe yeah that's crazy i i want i need to watch more footage just to see how it takes in the corner yeah are you a, uh, are you a fan of the stun mechanic in the corner or the or the wall splat i don't really see it to i don't i don't see how it changes much if i'm being honest um it is nice to have more things to do um sf5 on release was a very bare bones game um like looking back a lot of the even the more simple stuff like um what's a good example um jury's uh jury's corner combos uh heavy fuha into dp that that didn't exist uh, it's another character, Yurian. He didn't get a cross up until season two, but he couldn't even do. He couldn't do medium punch, crash medium punch, on normal hit in season one. Uh, if anyone's ever gone back to try the trials, 
Um, who else? Balrog. He couldn't do um. He couldn't buffer Crouch Heavy Punch into Scrapper because Scrapper was a charge move in season one. Like, there's a lot of things that just feel very barren on on release. And so having having all of these options presented to you this early on feels nice. But I guess at the same time, in the demonstrations of Street Fighter Five, there were so many moves that were taken out, especially especially for Chun Li. Um, the launching TK legs, the air combos that got reduced. Um, Ryu, I think, stayed the same, but we didn't get to see much of him. His his was just an awkward looking crash medium kick. Yeah, and well, just general. Yeah, and his donkey kick is called high blade kick. And so, yeah, I'm more excited about how many people are uh, interested in playing Street Fighter Six. Um, Street Fighter Five felt like it was built up off the hype of Street Fighter Four, so people would watch Street Fighter Four tournaments and then be like, "All right, Street Fighter Five is my chance to experience this." Yeah. And then when the game came out, it was just, what, <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They got hit by throw loops, um, busted tears, so an overwhelming amount of Nash, Ryu, and Mika, and Chan. Can't forget Chan. Um, where where everyone just wanted to play. I guess everyone wanted to try the alpha characters, so they wanted to try Karen. Karen was strong, I guess. Yeah. Karen, Brady. Nash. All the grapple mains were down bad because Geef sucked. <laughs> I mean, there was Mika, but hardcore grapple mains usually gravitated towards um, the same Geef. Um, whereas Street Fighter Six feels like it's building its own hype. People are really getting behind the game itself and not just the idea of competing in Street Fighter Four. Yeah. Which is nice, and I'm excited to see if it does bring any new young blood in. There's some upstart 14 year old who thinks he can, <laughs> thinks he can do really well in Street Fighter. Yeah, come toe to toe with one of the New Zealand legends, Ghost Chips. Yeah, 14 years old, <laughs> could be 12, man. Yeah, it's always about getting new blood. But um, one last thing though is um, Maximilian did say, you know. For people who are very strong in Street Fighter V, who rely on their mechanics, their shimmies, and V-reversal systems, aren't going to love Street Fighter VI at all. Do you agree with that, or do you have your own personal take on players who transition from five to six? Um, I think at high-level SF5, it's, it mostly boils down to who can poke and counter-poke the best. And... From what I've seen, the game heavily rewards with punishment, because you get a counter hits. You get counter hits from with punishing, which to me is pretty insane. Um, so most of the best players in the game, or most of the best players in SF5, just from that feature alone, I think are gonna succeed heavily in Street Fighter Six. Cause just because of the sheer amount of counter poking that happens in Street Fighter Five, 
like if you if you know how to place your buttons you can win simply by pushing a light button into a spatial at the right ranges um and on the better scale of things if you can start getting heavy with punishes medium with punishes on counter hit yeah nah you're, you're not gonna live <laughs> and since sf5 really really reduced the amount of defensive options you have um it'll really make it'll make wonders when you are given the defensive freedom more defensive freedom so it's like if these 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 top level sf5 players are really really strong in neutral very very good at with punishment sf6 is rewarding that so they're probably going to knock you down more than you'll knock them down on the very off chance that you do knock them down, because SF5's risk reward punishment is so it's it's so hard. SF5 risk reward is very hard. Um you're with a throw and you'll die. Um But if you watch high level SF5, they you know, they still throw tech. There's like the the stigma take the throw. But they they genuinely understand when you want to throw and when you want to shimmy. And they will button you when you walk back. Nine times out of ten. Just because, like, the, you know, their, their risk-reward management is just like that. They know how much damage they can take and still win. Like, they know how risky they can play on offense and all that sort of stuff. And if you give them more defensive freedom, I think they'll just adjust that risk-reward. You might you might get away from them more often now that you have a one frame parry, but that doesn't stop them from how many times they're probably gonna whip punish you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I. It the risk reward thing, I think that's what it comes down to. It's that, you know, if you're gonna call out something, you better be confident and spend your bar wisely because then if you don't. You know, because I like how the bar reduces, the drive bar reduces when you're actually blocking. So it actually forces, it's actually forcing engagement. You know, as you said, it's enforcing, you know, the the engagement in the neutral. Um, yeah, I would love, to, I would, uh, yeah, I, I still, I still feel like there's stuff about the drive system that we're not really fully in, in knowledge about yet. But I mean, in time, but um, yeah, nah, the, I like the drive system. It's interesting. If they if they put a character like Bison in, I reckon that guy's gonna melt melt the drive. <laughs> yeah, what offensively or defensively? Um, oh, definitely offensively. Bison as a defensive character isn't very strong. Um, he just has tons of plus frames. So axe, jab, axe, jab, axe. Yeah, that. It's a, that that'd be a scary time, but at the same time, there's a one frame parry, so X might not be that reliable in a game like Street Fighter Six. But that that's okay. Oh, actually, he has. Sorry, you go yours. Yeah. Oh no, that, that's, that's just um. Actually, I might. I'll, I'll, one last question. The drive bar system, from your knowledge of the Street Fighter characters, who do you think would actually benefit from it the most, or who has? Who who do you think would be really strong in the drive system? Um, 
I think obviously like the main the main the main ones are EX moves. Uh how how does having access to a parry affect them? I think the focus attack won't be used that much. I really don't, just because of how slow it is. Um unless unless you, you're reading something. Um, who, I guess the way I'd put it is, who has the best EX moves in SF5, and who would benefit the most from a one-frame parry? I am leaning towards Guile. Guile. Just because a character of his archetype. But at the same time, you can parry his fireballs, so it's like... Yeah. A trade-off. Mm. Um. But Guile's always had strong buttons. So I'm gonna say Guile. Okay, Guile. Um, Zangief if he has movement options, mm. because like Hugo, the thing about like in three S characters can fully succeed because of parry. No matter how low tier they are. Obviously, like. The, uh, you're in a way better position if you play Chun, Yun, Makoto, Ken. But lower tier characters can live purely based on parry. Um, so a character like like Hugo can can really murk you. So if if if, if Geef plays sort of like Hugo, but has more movement options than Hugo, I mean Hugo has like run, and I guess he can clap. But his walk speed is just way, way, way too slow. Yeah. Um, so if Geef has like green hand, knee hop, knee hop that doesn't have nerfed recovery, they've nerfed that move like twice. Like, this is crazy to me. Um, a medium punch with ridiculous range, a crouch jab that combos into itself, then I think that character could be busted. Okay. Um,. I don't see how Rashid would benefit from a one-frame parry if the character is pretty well-rounded without what it... Like, I don't see where it fits. Whereas Gif can get around projectiles with parry and green hand. Um, Akuma has a parry. That's more for the universal catch lane. That's not really in. Street Fighter 6. So I don't really see it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm leaning towards a key... Leading towards Garland Gif. Garland Gif, yeah. Okay. I think there's two characters to watch for in Street Fighter 6, based on what I've seen. Well, no, nah, thank you again, um, Ghost Chips, for coming on. And we'll wrap it up with the usual uh, final round wrap up questions. So, first one is Have you ever paid for something you regret? Oh. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh. I think I've I think I've paid a bit too much for King of Fighters fourteen. <laughs> it's it's a pretty right game. Well how much did you, how much did you pay? I think like standard pricing. Like I just didn't buy it when it was on special. Oh so you bought it at like a hundred and twenty hundred and ten, hundred and twenty. Not a hundred and ten, but I think maybe sixty. Okay. Just still a, a bit much for a game that I I don't really touch. Yeah. I ended up selling it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is another 
Sweet. Which adds adds to the regret. <laughs> Alright, next one. What is or was the underrated thing about M. Bison and Street Fighter Six? Um, EX Blast. Easily. It's um slow moving with projectile and it's pretty much just free. Free corner space. Oh, it's free free screen space at the very least. Um and the main reason why it flew under the radar for so long, it still does, is because everyone just complains about EX Scissor as the free get-in, <laughs> which it's not. EX Blast is the free get-in. And EX Reverse. They complain about EX Reverse, but compared to EX Blast, EX Reverse is way... There are way more dam- bat- damaging punishes for it. Okay. So yeah, EX, EX Blast, easily. Blast. Alright, next. Which poverty fighting game do you like? Um... The browser fighting game, Top Love Arena, is probably my favorite poverty fighting game. Again, that game's pretty fun. <laughs> if anyone wants to play me in it. <laughs> Alright, next. If M. Bison could return in Street Fighter VI, what would you write for the backstory? Um, I, th- I think, story-wise, I don't want him to return, just because I like the idea of Street Fighter progress- like progressing forward in the story. Um, but if it were to come back, uh, I'd like him to take over Gil's body after he's defeated. Interesting. Okay. But I, I, right now, I don't actually know how Gil loses in Street Fighter 3. Mm. It, it actually escapes my mind how, yeah. how that managed to happen. Yeah, well, that yeah, that I guess that question has to be answered as well because, you know, we're just assuming that, like, the canon-wise, like, yeah, this is after Street Fighter 3 and he's defeated, but yeah. Like, I thought everyone just, like, followed Moses to that, like, red and blue island. Like, mm. <laughs> how, how did they stop that from happening? <laughs> Alright, and finally, who is your current waifu? You made jokes waifu? about what it was like um female Terry and um uh I think you mentioned like Julia oh, that was at the time because it was back when what they were doing it was that King of Fighters game right Fe- yeah female all-stars or something oh, yeah, like, yeah female Skullamania female Terry um uh, waifu I don't know I haven't I haven't watched any anime in ages I'm like I'm not like a frequent anime watcher, but I usually try to like watch at least like one every half a year. Uh, I think the last one I watched was uh, is it is it Sonor Bisque Doll? There wasn't a character that really stood out to me though, <laughs> at least not like to the same degree as Matt. Uh, yeah, I'd say no waifu for now. There's no fighting games that I'm like actively playing where I'm playing like a female character or anything. Okay. Like, <laughs> what, Tekken 7? Is Feng my waifu? <laughs> no. No, you, if you say that, I will actually come over to your house and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> like, no, no Feng. No, please don't. I'm married to the back. I regret though. that decision, okay? Yeah. I've told everyone I regret telling you to play Feng. I just like the easy life, you know. What more can I say? Hey, no, honestly, dude, thanks again for 
coming on is um do, do you have anything to to put out there anything uh anything you want to say before we wrap up uh i guess next stop is hopefully evo still in the process of getting that done um see me in street fighter 6 uh see me in the league of legends fighting game when that comes out and i guess i'm practicing it up now but uh see me in tekken 7 as well come to nets come to locals yeah